Plenty of, hem, plenty of headlines, new orders at the state and federal levels today in the fight to slow the spread of coronavirus. Good evening and thanks for joining us. I'm Gerald Owens. And I'm Deborah Morgan. In our ongoing commitment to spreading facts, not fear, in this half hour, David Crabtree sits down with one of the top researchers leading the efforts to fight coronavirus in North Carolina. We have many new headlines to tell you over the next 30 minutes, including a new message from the White House to millennials. Cullen Browder shows us where drive-through testing is happening and the new normal to staying fit, how local gyms and studios are keeping their clients healthy. Let's start with Mark Boyle in the Live Center with an update to new cases in our area. Mark? There's a group of grad students that traveled overseas and some of them we have confirmed have contracted COVID-19. Deborah, we told you about that and this information is brand new in the past 30 minutes. On your screen right now is the information that's really important here to get to the viewers at home. 11 additional members of the Duke community have tested uh, positive for COVID-19. Most of these individuals traveled internationally. Now, follow me just for a moment here. We've been reporting on about we've been reporting on about 15 so you take that 15 number you add the 11 to it so there you have 26 people from the duke community that have covid 19 there are an additional four people still overseas that have covid 19 that have not come home just yet this is the worldwide map right here more than 214,000 cases of confirmed covid 19 at this hour back to you at least no death still here in North Carolina. That is the good, good news. news. Yeah. Mark, thank you. President Trump is expected to sign the first of what will likely be many deals coming to his desk meant to help American workers. The deal passed by the Senate today expands paid leave and unemployment insurance. Congress is also working on a stimulus package. In an effort to help the expected influx of patients rushing to hospitals in New York and California, the president ordered a pair of U.S. Navy ships to help out. The USNS Comfort is headed to New York Harbor. The USNS Mercy is headed to the West Coast. Coronavirus patients won't be treated on these ships. These ships will be used to treat other patients to free up hospital space. Today, the president also announced plans to invoke the Defense Production Act, a wartime declaration meant to allow private sector industries to respond in the fight against the pandemic. The Department of Housing and Urban Development will temporarily suspend foreclosures and evictions. And all field operations with the U.S. Census are on hold until at least August. Here in the Triangle, the Umstead Hotel and Spa announced plans to temporarily close. The five-star facility near the SAS campus in Cary did not announce when it might reopen. In today's update from state officials, we learned schools could soon operate as emergency child care centers. The state's health director also added pregnant women to the high-risk category for contracting COVID-19. Starting Monday, all trading will be done electronically on the New York Stock Exchange. This is a first after two people on the floor tested positive for the virus. Today, the Dow closed below 20,000 for the first time in three years, and the index gave up nearly all of its gains since Donald Trump took office. While many Americans keep a close eye on the stock market, others are more worried about their income from being out of work temporarily. Here in North Carolina, State Treasurer Dale Falwell says we are well positioned to withstand this economic disruption with $1.2 billion in the rainy day fund on top of a surplus in the unemployment trust fund. The money is sure to help people in our area now applying for unemployment. WRL's Aaron Thomas spent the day at the unemployment office and has more on the steps you can take to keep the cash coming in. Officials from the State Department of Employment Security say they've looked at more than 4,700 unemployment claims related to COVID-19. As the state determines who gets unemployment benefits, job resource centers are helping people get back on their feet. 
Sylvia Durham has a lot of free time these days. We were taken off work until the end of the month. She worked as a school bus driver for Wake County Public Schools, but Durham is out of work because of coronavirus concerns. I'm one of those people that live from paycheck to paycheck. So, and I found out that a lot of people are in my situation. Durham filled out an application to see if she's eligible for unemployment insurance. You can find it on the North Carolina Department of Commerce's website. The application can be done online or over the phone 24 hours, seven days a week. Before filing, you'll need important information, such as your social security number and details about your most recent employer. That's what come out in here. Durham stopped by the Capital Area Workforce Development looking for additional work. Brenda Wilkerson says the Job Resource Center is focused on providing help online to promote social distancing. They can get help with um, resumes. They can get help with labor market information like what are the growing jobs now? What are the wages that are being paid where I live? Money experts recommend saving money, reducing expenses, and looking for work that can be done online to make up some of the income gap. I have to stay positive about it because uh, there's so many of us that are in the same situation. We've reached out to several well-known banks and many of them are helping customers affected by COVID-19. You can find all that helpful information on our website, WRL.com. Aaron Thomas, WRL News, Raleigh. White tents popping up at local hospitals will soon be designated screening areas for patients with coronavirus symptoms. Tents are already up at UNC and Duke University Hospital. They will go up at Duke Regional tomorrow. Doctors say this is preventative and an effort to keep potentially positive patients away from those who have not been exposed. Another option will be drive-through testing once more tests start to come in. WRO's Cullen Browder shows us how it is already being done at an office in Cary. This is Preston Medical Associates here in Cary. Like many medical facilities, they have a stop sign at the door. If you have fever, respiratory tract, even cold symptoms, do not come inside. You have to call, and they may bring the test to you in the parking lot. This is the new reality for many local health providers with growing concerns over the spread of coronavirus. Nurse practitioner Shaquita Peacock gears up with protective medical equipment to see a patient at Preston Medical Associates. The patient called in with flu-like symptoms. After a phone interview, Peacock decides she will conduct a flu test and possibly a COVID-19 test. Instead of inside her practice, she meets the patient outside in a discreet area of the parking lot to do the drive-up swab testing. We decided that in order to best assess them without putting our staff at risk and them putting our um, remaining patients at risk, it'd be best to evaluate them outside um, in the parking lot. So it's not really a convenience thing, it's a practical thing. It's a practical thing for sure. Practical under the circumstances, but also a challenge given the ongoing swab and equipment shortages. We are having to make a priority call, you know, based on the patient need. Actually, we, that became a real realization today. In fact, in this case, after examination, Peacock determines to hold off on the COVID test and save it for someone more seriously ill. Another impact is more patients who typically frequent the doctor's office this time of year are not. So most of those concerns that we've had um, in regards to the mild symptoms, especially with allergens being high in the, in the environment now, um, have not been high in the office. Have you ever dealt with anything like this? No, I haven't actually. I've been in practice for 20 years as a nurse practitioner and nearly 30 as a nurse. Um, I have not. I've not had this level of concern. 
Preston Medical did have one positive flu test today. The COVID-19 tests are sent off to outside labs. So far, no positive cases. Cullen Browder, WREL News, Cary. Volunteers started handing out meals to students today in Rocky Mount. They are serving up breakfast and lunch at six different sites for anyone under the age of 18. The drive through is open every weekday between 1030 and 1 o'clock. Several other systems are already serving meals or will be within the next few days. Carmelin and Wake County started yesterday. Johnston County started today. Durham Public Schools begin on Monday. All counties will have multiple sites. We have those on WRL.com. The city of Raleigh is taking steps to make it easier to support our local businesses. Crews are converting parking spaces into temporary pickup zones around several restaurants downtown. That should make it easier to pick up food and other items. Even while closed, other businesses are stepping in to help our health care community. A distillery in Wilmington is using its supply to make hand sanitizer. This is not the first time we have seen this done. A Durham one made a similar move last week. Following CDC guidelines, Shane Faulkner managed to come up with enough stock to sell for $2, with the priority being given to those working in the health care and hospitality fields. Neighbors helping neighbors. It's always great to see, and especially in times of need like this. Yes. Coming up, UNC making its mark as a leading institution in fighting the coronavirus. One of the researchers working around the clock for months sits down with David Crabtree to talk about the challenges and your and answers to your questions. Plus, again, I'm going to call on that generation that's part of that group that brought us innovation. The new warning for millennials, the generation being accused of not taking this threat seriously. They take hundreds of calls every day. This is one of the front lines of coronavirus. How long emergency operations will have to be set up like this and what steps emergency officials may have to take. And as we go to break, we know many of you want to help your neighbors in need during this crisis. We have a growing list of links, donation needs, and ways to help students while schools are closed. Visit WRL.com and search here to help for ways you can lend a hand. We cannot have these large gatherings that continue to occur throughout the country for people who are off work to then be socializing in large groups and spreading the virus. You have the potential then to spread it to someone who does have a condition that none of us knew about and cause them to have a disastrous outcome. The White House a bit more stern today when talking about millennials. Dr. Briggs, the White House Task Force Coordinator, said new information coming in from Europe leads her to believe this specific demographic may be at higher risk of becoming seriously ill from coronavirus than initially thought. The president took the opportunity today to clarify his message. I hope they just listen to what we've been saying over the last period of time. We don't want them gathering, and I see they do gather, including on beaches and including in restaurants, young people. Uh, they don't realize they're feeling invincible. I don't know if you felt invincible when you were very young, but uh, they were feeling totally invincible or are feeling that way, but they don't realize that they can be carrying lots of bad things home to grandmother and grandfather and even their parents. 
Just this past weekend, hundreds packing bars in downtown Raleigh for what is normally a busy St. Patrick's Day celebration. Many of those innovative millennials are among the talented researchers leading the fight against COVID-19 at UNC Chapel Hill. The UNC Health System began testing on Monday. One of the professionals behind the scenes making this happen is Dr. Lisa Grolinski. Doctor, thank you for taking the time to come in and talk with us tonight and helping us keep all of this real and in reality. Tell me what goes on in your lab. Thanks for having me. Our lab is about 30 people all told, reduced to about 13 essential personnel right now. And we're really engaged in all aspects of understanding this new coronavirus, uh, how it replicates in different cell types. We have primary cells from lung donor patients who come to UNC hospitals. We're testing uh, drugs both in cells and in mouse models. Uh, we're working with uh, companies and the NIH looking at vaccine models. So most anything you can think of, we're trying to help out that way. When you finish your day, and it may be eight hours, maybe 12 hours, <laughs> maybe 18 hours, do you leave with any degree of hope? Do you leave with frustration? Do you leave with anger? It's exciting for us to be able to try to directly contribute to um, you know, a really problematic situation globally right now. So that gives us a lot of motivation and an added urgency to what we're doing to be able to see hopefully some direct effects. But it's, it's tiring, we're all working long hours. You've been active on Twitter and I want to get your reaction to a photo you shared <laughs> earlier this week. Your last meeting in the Barrick Lab named after Ralph Barrick. Mm -hmm. You work alongside, you tell our viewers what this picture means to you, what the lab means to you, and the important work being done there. Okay, so our last gathering was really to go over uh, you know, kind of essential protocols right now for safety at work and safety at home, who's going to be allowed to stay and who needs to go, but also trying to maintain that, that social distancing. So we had a little bit of a chuckle about it and said, hey, somebody should take a picture of this. But it's also really highlighting the importance that we all take this very seriously. There was even a hand sanitizer station outside the auditorium downstairs in our building, so. You probably noticed as you came through here several hand sanitizer stations as well. Yeah, back in late January, you pointed out the work being done in China, specifically mm -hmm. mentioned uh, the world needed to recognize the effort being done here. How do you compare the two? I mean, so far in the U.S., at least in North Carolina, we've been pretty protected from the direct effects of this pandemic. Um, we've had collaborators in China in cities that have thousands and thousands and thousands of cases. And so that kind of fear for your family members and your friends, you know, is only starting to hit this country, I think. But it's important that we, you know, be respectful and be appreciative of all the medical workers, all the frontline responders, people who work in industries where they're not allowed to stay home and self-isolate. You know, the people cleaning our building at work were out with bleach solutions this morning, taking care of the doorknobs, the railings, and we need to say thank you to them. Don't take anything for granted. No. Anything. Uh, this time last night we were talking with Dr. Roper. The number statewide was 62. Mm -hmm. It's now 94. It's jumped about 45 percent in 24 hours. Would you think that's attributed primarily to test results? I think it mostly is. More testing is going to mean more cases, but discovering those cases is a good thing. We don't like to see the numbers go up, but we need to know who's infected so that they can work on protecting themselves with treatment and also protect their family members in the community. Uh, you work with bacteria. 
We use bacteria mostly to uh, grow things as helper systems in the lab. But you work studying as much as you can. Yes. As you try to look into the future, mm -hmm. and we keep talking about a surge that's coming, is it going to surprise you in two to four weeks to see 1,000, 2,000 cases in North Carolina? Unfortunately, I would not be surprised by that. We also talk about worst case scenario at times. You told me earlier that this virus has a way of catching up with worst case scenarios. Yeah, no one would have expected a pandemic coronavirus emerging and traveling around the world in less than three months from its discovery and the Chinese sharing this information with the rest of the world. It's really an unprecedented scenario. Uh, at first, we thought maybe it would be like a SARS, infect you know, maybe less than 10,000 people, be controlled pretty easily by public health measures. But yet, our situation today is very, very different. A lot of people have emailed us, Dr. Gerlinski, and continue to ask about pets. Mm. Can their dogs, their cats, become infected with, with COVID-19? So there was a report from, I think, Hong Kong. That they tested the dog of someone who was a confirmed case of COVID-19, and they found a tiny bit of uh, genome presence in, I think, the, the nose of that animal. So that is probably just exposure to its infected owner. Uh, we don't think that the virus is actually replicating in that animal. So, you know, it's we don't know with 100% certainty, but at this point, I'm not worried about my cat or my friend's dogs. Okay, about 30 seconds left. Tonight, what is your major concern? My concern is people who aren't taking this seriously, who are continuing to go out and not worry about uh, themselves being infected or the potential ramifications of spreading it to their coworkers if they still have to be at work or their family members. Uh, asymptomatic transmission does seem to be happening more than we thought it would initially, or at least people who have such low levels of symptoms that they're not really recognizing that they're infected yet. Dr. Lisa Grolinski from UNC Chapel Hill, we are so grateful for your time. You're doing important work. You Thank took you. time to come in from Chapel Hill here. We'll let you get back to work. Thank you. Keep up the excellent work. Thanks. Gerald, Deborah, Thanks, uh, David. Well, it's not just restaurants, bars, and non-grocer retailers taking a hit. Still ahead, Five on Your Side looks at the impact COVID-19 is having on caterers, their staff, and their customers. It is absolutely just a nightmare. I'm Mark Boyle in the Live Center this evening. We can now confirm our first U.S. congressman with COVID-19. This is the tweet from Congressman from Florida, Mario Diaz-Balart, saying, I feel much better. But this headline down here is the story tonight. Diaz-Balart tests positive for coronavirus. He didn't feel well on Friday. He went into quarantine. He is still in Washington, D.C., in his apartment right now telling everyone again on that Twitter message that he's doing better, but to take this seriously. Back to you. All right, Mark, thank you. The burden is significant on local leaders who must figure out how to respond to this virus. In some spots, they've announced shelter-in-place orders. WRL's Adam Owens asked authorities here about the options they're considering. Wake County emergency management officials say their guidance on how to respond to this virus is changing all the time. Already, many of our businesses and institutions have altered their hours or they are closing. And some other parts of the country, they're taking it a step further. 
In some parts of the country, residents have been asked to shelter in place. This is an ever-changing situation. I asked a Wake County Emergency Management team leader about that. So the city and county of San Francisco has. We have had discussions with them on, on what that means from an enforcement perspective, what that means from a moving perspective. We have to obviously, uh, if that were something that we got to, we, we would have to work to make sure that people had access to the resources they need for their own health and safety and well-being. While shelter in place has been discussed among emergency workers, it is not something they are looking to implement right now. It is also important to understand what it really means. Under the rules in San Francisco, people can still leave their homes and exercise. Bars and gyms must close. Restaurants would be takeout only. Essential businesses like grocery stores, gas stations, banks and pharmacies would remain open. Authorities say it is voluntary as well. And again, this sheltering in place is something that our local officials are just learning more about at this point. There are no plans currently to implement a shelter in place order. Adam Owens, WRL News, Raleigh. With gyms and workout facilities pretty much closed, local businesses are doing what many of us are doing at work. Yeah, taking it online. Carol Bryant Crooks normally teaches classes in her Garner studio. In an effort to give people an outlet and peace of mind while it's closed, she is one of many to take her classes virtual. Local caterers could be feeling the pinch from this pandemic well into next year. Pioneer Sides Monica La Liberty spoke with a local catering company today. The owner says most of his upcoming weddings are canceled, and he's worried many of them will not be able to reschedule once we return to normal. This is just one of the many other stories you will find on WRAL.com right now. Another first many of us are dealing with right now, online grocery delivery. WRAL's Brian Mims spoke with a personal shopper today who barely had time to share just how much this has had to impact his life. Also a first for the prison system, Gilbert Bay shows us how inmates are being screened and how one local department had to change its day to day. We are also providing daily podcast updates to search Coronavirus North Carolina News Brief where you get your podcasts. In Goldsboro, North Carolina, the sky isn't the limit. Visit Goldsboro. Be more. Do more. See more. Sound Station and Security does it all. We'll even install a manual car starter on any car. Did you know that was possible? Now you do. Visit us today. If you're shopping for a vehicle, then you've found the right place. Deacon Jones Auto Group. One-stop shopping at its best. 15 brands, over 3,000 cars, trucks, and SUVs, and over 300 pre-owned, priced under $15,000. An easy sales process. Come out to Deacon Jones Auto Group or check us out online.